Hey, Article Clovers, it's Mark. This week we're annotating the piece, and there's actually something special. We have Cheyenne reading the introduction for us. Please listen. I think that you're going to enjoy it. And if you do have first impressions that you'd like to share, please put it in the comments. Anyway, I hope you're having a great week. Please annotate, and I'll see you at the discussion on February 27th. Welcome to the Highlighter Highlights. My name is Cheyenne Bryan, and this is an excerpt from When Things Go Missing. Reflections on Two Seasons of Loss by Katherine Schultz A couple of years ago, I spent the summer in Portland, Oregon, losing things. I normally live on the East Coast, but that year, unable to face another sweltering August, I decided to temporarily decamp to the West. This turned out to be strangely easy. I'd lived in Portland for a while after college, and some acquaintances there needed a house-sitter. Another friend was away for the summer and happy to loan me her pickup truck. Someone on Craigslist sold me a bike for next to nothing. In very short order and with very little effort, everything fell into place. And then, mystifyingly, everything fell out of place. My first day in town, I left the keys to the truck on the counter of a coffee shop. The next day, I left the keys to the house in the front door. A few days after that, Warming up in the midday sun at an outdoor cafe, I took off the long-sleeved shirt I'd been wearing, only to leave it hanging over the back of the chair when I headed home. When I returned to claim it, I discovered that I'd left my wallet behind as well. Prior to that summer, I should note, I had lost a wallet exactly once in my adult life, at gunpoint. Yet later that afternoon, I stopped by a sporting goods store to buy a lock for my new bike, and left my wallet sitting next to the cash register. I got the wallet back, but the next day I lost the bike lock. i just arrived home and removed it from its packaging when my phone rang. I stepped away to take the call, and when I returned, some time later, the lock had vanished. This was annoying, because I was planning to bike downtown that evening to attend an event at Powell's, Portland's famous bookstore. Eventually, having spent an absurd amount of time looking for the lock and failing to find it, I gave up and drove the truck downtown instead. I parked, went to the event, hung around talking for a while afterward, browsed the bookshelves, walked outside into a lovely summer evening, and could not find the truck anywhere. This was a serious feat, a real bar-raising of thing-losing, Not only because in general it is difficult to lose a truck, but also because the truck in question was enormous. The friend to whom it belonged once worked as an ambulance driver. Oversized vehicles do not faze her. It had tires that came up to my midriff, an extended cab, and a bed big enough to haul cetaceans. Yet I'd somehow managed to misplace it in downtown Portland, a city, incidentally, that I know as well as any other on the planet. For the next 45 minutes, as a cool blue night gradually lowered itself over downtown, I walked around looking for the truck, first on the street where I was sure I'd parked, then on the nearest cross street, and then in a grid whose scale grew ever larger and more ludicrous. Finally, I returned to the street where I'd started and noticed a small sign, no parking anytime. Oh, shit. Feeling like the world's biggest idiot and wondering how much it was going to cost to extricate a truck the size of Nevada from a tow lot, 
I called the Portland Police Department. The man who answered was wonderfully affable. No, ma'am, he veritably sang into the phone. No pickup trucks from downtown this evening. Must be your lucky day. Officer, you have no idea. Channeling the kind of advice one is given as a child, I returned to the bookstore, calmed myself down with a cup of tea, collected my thoughts amid the latest literary debuts, and then, to the best of my ability, retraced the entire course of my evening in the hope that doing so would knock loose some memory of how I got there. It did not. Back outside on the streets of Portland, I spun around as uselessly as a dowsing rod. Seventy-five minutes later, I found the truck in a perfectly legal parking space on a block so unrelated to any reasonable route from my house to the bookstore that I seriously wondered if I had driven there in some kind of fugue state. I climbed in, headed home, and, for reasons I'll explain in a moment, decided that I needed to call my sister as soon as I walked in the door. But I did not. I could not. My cell phone was back at Powell's, on a shelf with all the other new arrivals. If you enjoyed this excerpt, keep reading. And also, please let us know your thoughts. Have a great week.